today. How are you, my perky, little, fantastic, delicious, little slice of buttery toast, angel? Okay, well, I'll stop, but point being, you are fantastic, and this is just a quick, little, tasty reminder of that. Today, in the first big episode of the Woohoo Club podcast, I'm going to get into changing your mind. I'm actually recording this podcast on the fly, which I wasn't planning on doing, A, because I know I'm best when I'm on the fly. I give my rarest, most fantastic advice, and the best things happen when I'm recording on the fly, but also because I have an ocular migraine and I can barely see right now. So I thought while I'm feeling the drama behind my eyeballs, I will bring the drama to the mic. So let's get into it. Today's first episode is about changing your mind. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a personal backdrop to this one. I recently got into a bit of a funk with where my business was going. So previously, I've been a life coach and I kind of figured out through one-to-one coaching that I didn't love the one-to-one experience. And that was really tough because I had like put up a lot of (laughs) bravado about this. I'm like, I'm a coach. I do one-on-one coaching. Look at me. This is my life. This is a permanent decision. I am a coach. That is my identity. And then, of course, the moment I actually went and coached one-to-one, I'm used to doing group coaching. That's my 10-year career, really. I realized that actually I didn't want to be a one-to-one coach. And while in my soul I was thinking, that's okay, Chai, you can just move on to something else, to the outside world, everyone else around me was like, whoa, changing your mind again, are you, G? And that brought up a lot of feelings. And so I got to thinking. I speak to hundreds of women all the time, obviously not all at once, but basically I speak to a lot of you guys, women that are kind of in their early 20s to mid 30s, and all of you often feel at your worst right before you're about to change your mind. And that feeling comes from a place of worrying what everyone else is going to think. And this is exactly what I went through recently. I wanted to make this change. I wanted to move towards doing this podcast and being more creative uh, as a coach and doing public speaking. Okay. There was basically other shit I wanted to manifest. I was done with the one-to-one coaching, moving on. But everyone else was kind of not letting me let that go so easy. And that created all this tension and friction in my heart because I was like, wait, I'm confused because I'm feeling one thing, but everyone else is telling me that I should be feeling something else. Okay. And like I just said, the times that you perhaps feel the worst about yourself are when you are about to change your mind and you experience this 
inner war with yourself. Literally, you feel that frightened, that anxious, that confused because your heart is saying one thing, okay? And then everyone else around you is saying something else. And often there's a lot of insecurity that comes with this moment you're at where you're about to change your mind because obviously that's new territory for you. Like let's say, for example, you don't want to finish your last year at uni, okay? Crazy, I know, but not so crazy if that's how you're feeling in your soul. Or let's say you don't want to be with the person that you have literally preached is the best thing since sliced bread about. You decide you don't want to be with them anymore. Let's say you just change the business that you want to run. Let's say that you just change your fucking mind about what day of the week you want to take off. Okay, it can literally be anything, but that is always a confusing period. Because, you know, you're just kind of emotionally bonding with that idea. You're just getting used to that idea. The last thing that you need is for you to kind of, you know, tentatively tell a few people about what you're thinking you might do soon and for them to turn around and to offer up their opinion like it's God's gift to the world. I mean, does that not just make your blood boil? Because here's the thing, when you're feeling a bit shaky and a bit unsure about this choice you're about to make, about changing your mind about something that you have been just shooting your mouth off about doing and becoming for a little while, that can be really, really threatening. And it kind of sucks. So what I want to do today is I want you to think about what it is you're going through where you're in the throes of change. I'm sure there will be something. We've just gone through this freaking global pandemic. There's a lot of crazy shit happening in the world. All of it makes you feel like you kind of need some new perspective. Like you need to try new things. Like you want to kind of shed the old skin that you were just wearing for so long, right? Because the world stopped you from doing anything else. So think about something that you are in the throes of change in your life that you want to take a leap towards. But in that feeling is a ton of guilt and anxiety and anticipation that everyone is going to judge you for changing your mind, okay? I'm here to comfort the fuck out of you about this, okay? Just gone through it. And let me tell you as well, I've been through it so many times in my life. I've started multiple businesses. I've quit more shit than you can count, okay? I am a guru when it comes to changing my mind. And the thing about changing your mind is that you have to separate the narratives that you, the narrative that you have in your head, that you being someone that changes your mind makes you somehow a loser or a failure or someone that can't stick at things or someone who doesn't deserve to see anything through just because you've already changed your mind a bunch of times, okay? I know that you feel all those ways when it comes to changing your mind. You think that it signifies this bigger inner problem child, like changing your mind isn't good. And that's because since childhood, you have been taught to see things through, to stick at it, girl, like 
keep going, keep calm and carry on, like all that fucking bullshit that has literally propelled at us like a giant spray of turd, like pretty much since the day we were born, we are discouraged from changing our minds, okay? But let me tell you what changing your mind does, okay? It spurs creativity, it gets you revved up, okay? It gets you going, it gets you really going, Ah, right? Doesn't it? It gets you feeling all fired up. And when you feel all fired up, guess what happens? You put out a totally different energy into the world. You go at things with a level of enthusiasm that's almost childlike and fantastical. Okay? That's what happens when you change your mind. Like, if you are feeling stagnant and scared and like you know you're in the throes of this big change or even little change in your life, but you're scared of making it, I'm telling you now, I promise you, girl, that change is never ever, well, hardly ever anyway, a bad thing. Ooh, I'm getting a little gurgle in my throat, you know, because I'm just getting so excited thinking about the thought of you changing your mind and doing it while flicking your hair behind your ears and being like, so what, I don't care about your opinions. And so now that we've laid the foundations for how amazing changing your mind can be and how much freedom it's gonna offer you and how many new opportunities are gonna come your way when you do. Oh, and by the way, I'm not coming from a place of encouraging you to change your mind unless you're ready to, okay? I'm speaking to those of you who, whether you are on the th- on the cusp of changing your mind now or you feel like that time could come soon in the future, I mean, fuck, it will definitely come at some point and multiple points in your life, okay? This is for you. This is to help you get your head around actually doing it without feeling that enormous wedge of guilt literally ramming itself up your vagina, okay? I know that's graphic, but it does feel that invasive when you're making yourself feel guilty about changing your mind, okay? So there's two parts to changing your mind, right? So again, just imagine that you are about to make this big, bold, scary decision. You're scared what everyone's gonna think, okay? Now there's two elements to changing your mind, okay? The first one is you granting yourself permission to do that. Now, we've just talked a little bit how changing your mind is not a reflection of the fact that you are a failure, okay? And that's what I really want to hit home, okay? We are gonna grind that into your soul belief system right now. Like it's fucking like some kind of... Ah, just pestle and mortar situation, just mash it all the way in. I want you to feel this in your soul, okay? Only you get to grant yourself the permission to change your mind. It is nobody else's damn business how you live your life how impulsively, quickly, emotionally, reactively you make decisions, okay? That's on you. That's shit you've got to live with. I mean, if you are changing your mind and it's coming from a place of, oh, I just feel like this in the moment and this isn't like a measured safe decision for me, that's on you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about if you know you're ready to change your mind, okay? But you don't trust yourself yet because you can't give yourself permission because you're too scared what everyone else is going to say and think, okay? And hey, 
Here's the other thing, right? I'm the most confident bitch in the world. Like literally, I could have a conversation about the difference between wild salmon and farmed salmon without having ever read about the topic before. And I could convince whoever I was talking to that I fully knew the difference and to go buy that salmon right there right? Okay. I can speak so convincingly, but that is also my gift. Okay. Because shit that I actually do know shit about, I can speak of in a way that gets you to believe it. Oh, and you cannot unlearn this once you've learned it. Okay. When people come at you with their opinions about what you are about to do, okay? They are going to speak with a conviction, with a sureness. They are going to make it sound like they know what's best for you, okay? They're going to make it sound so damn convincing that you are going to question your own belief about that thing, okay? You are going to question yourself. Self-doubt is going to creep in because everything they're saying sounds so believable, okay? If I if I was to just, you know, and I don't do this because I don't agree with it, but if I was just to give my opinion to someone about a choice they're about to make, right, I could do it so convincingly. I could honestly talk them out of it in five minutes flat, okay? But it's not my place to do that. And I want you to know that when somebody gives you that unsolicited opinion about a choice that you're about to make and you didn't ask for it, it is null and void, okay? It is totally invalid. It doesn't count. Let me explain why, okay? Just like my wild salmon versus farm salmon story, right? How the fuck am I qualified to talk about the difference between those two salmons, okay? Unless I've done my motherfucking research, right? It is the same thing when you seek or somebody gives you their opinion on what you're about to decide to do, a choice you're about to make without having all the facts, okay? If they don't have all the facts, if you haven't given them the context, the backstory, the whole shebang, okay? The whole nine yards of why you want to do this and how you got to this point and what's going to happen next. If they don't have all of that information in front of them, then how the fuck are they qualified to speak shit to you about that decision? Now, you will be no stranger to the reality that people love to give their opinions about everything and anything, even when they're not educated on the topic and they don't know anything about it. It's just human nature. We just, we love to talk. We love to just share, <laughs> share our opinions about everyone else's lives except our own. We love to just stick our oars in. It's just the way we are. And the reason we do it is because it's such a lovely, perfect distraction from our own bullshit. Okay. <laughs> right. So just know when somebody is driving their opinion into your skull, it is nine times out of 10 coming from a place of, yes, of course, they want what's best for you, okay? Most of the time, if they're a friend or family member or colleague, but it is mostly coming from this place of, ooh, goody, mm, rubbing the hands together, can't wait to give her my opinion. Oh, this is such blissful escapism from my own bullshit. <laughs> Okay, so just know that, that is the barbed wire you are walking into when somebody gives you their unsolicited opinion, okay, about a choice you're about to embark on. And, you know, it, it can be that way with anyone you ask. I mean, I'm even talking down to your inner nucleus, like your mother, 
in your brain, you believe that your mother knows what's best for you, right? She's your mom. Like, she's got your best interests at heart. You know, this this bitch would die for you, right? So, of course, your brain is going to be like, well, if mom says this is the truth, then this is the truth. But you've got to understand that your mother is a human being. She has her own shit, her own baggage to carry. And any opinion she gives you as her child is coming from a place of fear because of her previous traumatic experiences. And she just doesn't want you to get hurt. She doesn't want you to get hurt, honey. Okay, so most parental opinions and to be honest, the opinions of anyone are coming from a place of personal fear because what they're doing is they're listening to you and what you're saying you're gonna do okay and they're immediately putting themselves in your shoes and thinking oh I wouldn't do that I couldn't do that oh my god that's terrifying I'm so scared imagine if this this and this happened and they project all of that fear onto you and it's an imaginary fear okay now Again, when people share their opinions, they might come up with some valid points, but what I want you to do in that moment, if that's opinion you've asked for, okay, and you're listening to those counterpoints, I want you to make sure that you separate any emotional points from ones that are actually valid and apply to your situation. Let's say you want to change the name of your business, okay? Let's say it's called Sally's sewing services (laughs) and you want to call it something ballsy and fat ass like friggin' like you know big hard so the the big hard so bitch okay you want to be called the big hard sewing bitch okay and like you kind of dangle this little idea in front of your friends and whatever and they're like oh I don't know I don't know Sally like that sounds a bit wild. You know, you think you might put off some customers doing that. You think you might, you know, lose business. Okay. But they don't factor in the fact that your customer is a young 20 something cool chick who, I don't know, goes to some arty school, university, like that's your demographic. And she believes in sustainable fashion. And so she's repurposing all her clothes and she's bringing them to big, bad, bad bitch, Sally, big, bad bitch sewing (laughs) to get her clothes refashioned. And all that Sally's doing by changing her name is niching the fuck down to that exact kind of customer clientele, okay? I feel like that's a terrible example, but you you get the idea. Like, people are going to wade in with their opinions without knowing why you want to do something, and you have to make sure that when you're listening to people's opinions, that you are separating their emotional fear or fears that are triggered by their own pasts from points that are actually valid, Okay. Oh, deep fucking breaths because I could speak about other people's goddamn opinions all day. But this is about me making you aware, okay, that when someone is spouting their thoughts at you, it is not necessarily true. I actually have a friend who came up with this incredible way of being a very supportive, helpful friend when somebody kind of dangles 
an idea in front of you. So let's say a friend approaches you and she's thinking about making this choice and she's a bit scared and a bit unsure, but she kind of wants to share it with someone. So she shares it with you and she says, I'm thinking about uh, doing this thing. Like I'm a little bit nervous, but it just feels right in my soul. Okay. And she doesn't ask for your opinion. She's just kind of sharing it with you. Your knee-jerk reaction is to be like, well, I think this, this, and this. I think you should do this. And no, you shouldn't do this. Instead, what you're going to do is you're going to say, do you need support and comfort? Or do you want my opinion? Okay, now this is a fucking game changer. Do you want comfort and support? Or do you want my opinion? And... What you do when you ask somebody that question right before you literally nosedive into your opinion is you give them the opportunity to get something different from you. Because a lot of the times when we air things that we're thinking about doing, we've already made up our minds about doing them and we're not actually looking for anyone's goddamn opinion, okay? We are looking for support and comfort. We are looking for a soothing word, some kind of nuggets of encouragement, okay? We're asking for perspectives, some reflections, okay? But ones that do not veer into opinions. Like perhaps you're looking for a friend to ask you a searching question. Like, I don't know, do you think this is the right time for this? Like, is there a reason why you've come to this conclusion and you want to change your mind about this? Like, there's so many incredible searching questions that you can ask someone about their decision without making up your mind for them on their behalf about what it is you think they should or shouldn't be doing. And if you want to be the best friend to someone in the world, I implore you to implement this question asking practice into your friendship whenever some whenever one of your friends comes at you sharing a choice they want to make oh my god mic drop fuck I wish I could take credit for that technique but it's actually owed to my friend Nick who is a freaking girl boss guru so let's move on from this whole other people's opinions thing okay like Part of you granting yourself permission to change your mind, a huge part of it is by by all means sharing your idea of what you're going to do with your friends and family, but just make sure that you are creating a boundary and setting an expectation that you do not want opinions, you want perspective, reflections, searching questions, and comfort, Okay. Unless you do want a brutally honest opinion, and in which case, absolutely fine to ask for that too. But point being, when you're in the throes of granting yourself permission to change your mind, make sure that you ask whoever you tell about it for what you need. Like, ask for what you need. Preface it. Say, yo, I'm thinking about doing a thing, but uh, what I'm looking for from you is some searching questions around this or just some comfort I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not quite made up my mind, whatever it is. Okay. Get really fucking smart about asking for what you need. Okay. When you're changing your mind in front of other people. Okay. The second part of this equation of granting yourself permission to change your mind. Okay. Is trying to separate yourself from this whole sense of failure feeling. I mentioned this a little bit before, but 
as you know, it has been drilled into you by the world, literally fucking you up the asshole with its massive dick of shame that, (laughs) seriously though, fucking you up the asshole with its massive dick of shame, okay, that if you change your mind, you are somehow taking a step backwards or losing. Now, I want to tell you about a concept called sunk cost fallacy, okay? Sunk cost fallacy is basically when you carry on doing something because of what you've already invested into it up to that point. And so therefore you think, well, I have to carry on doing this thing because of the time or the money or the emotional commitment that I've already invested into this thing, okay? And here's what's batshit cray. It makes zero sense. Let me give you an example. If you choose to stay in a relationship with a piece of shit boyfriend or girlfriend, right, just because you've already been with them for three years, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, carrying on staying with them isn't going to make anything any better. It doesn't change what's done. It doesn't change the fact that you got to walk away, okay? You're like, oh, well, I've already been with them for three years. May as well stick it out another 75. Mm, No, Okay. Um, Another example would be that you are at a point in your career where let's say you are about to get a promotion, right, in a job that you hate. (laughs) And you didn't used to hate the job and you were all about that promotion a while ago, but now you're like, fuck, do I want to carry on working for this company another hot second? No, I don't. But there's a promotion coming around the corner. Maybe that'll make my life easier, maybe I'll make things feel better, a bit more money, like, I can suck it up, I mean, fuck, I've, I've worked so hard for so long to get to this point, right, but you're about to literally take on more work and work even harder for a promotion that you don't even want, you would not believe how many of us spend our entire lives literally tied to the chain that is sunk cost fallacy, but it makes zero sense, It makes zero sense to carry on doing something for the sake of it because you've already invested a bunch of time and money and emotions. If it no longer suits your soul to do that thing, then why would you carry on doing it for another second? You are living in the past. You have to get in the present with your decisions and protect the future you, not the past you. She's gone, she's dead, she's buried, okay? This is about the present you and the future you, okay? So I want you to really let that concept hit home because it is so critical to you granting yourself permission to change your mind. Because once you understand where sunk cost fallacy is kind of happening in your life and how insidious it is, you can look at the situations you're in slightly differently, okay? You can look at that promotion differently, your relationship differently. I want you to fully forgive yourself for growing up and living your life in this messy, impulsive, wild, emotional way. You've made choices, okay? And you've made decisions that were the best choices and decisions that you could make at the time when you made them. At that point, you had a certain perspective, a certain level of knowledge, and critically, a particular level of experience, okay? You now have more experience, 
getting woke as fuck about multiple parts of your life and you're making better decisions and more informed decisions, okay? And it's okay to let go of any seemingly like bad choices and mistakes that you've made in the past. That was past you, okay? Present you is doing the best she can in the now. And if that involves changing her mind, that is absolutely valid. It's insane to think that you are going to make these permanent decisions that ring true for your whole life when you make them. It's just never going to happen. What you want when you're 25 is not going to be what you want when you're 40. What you find fun and exciting, you know, when you're 31 is not going to be what gives you orgasms when you're 31 and a half. Like, literally change can happen in a heartbeat, okay? And you can't help that change. Your perspectives are going to shift. The way you feel is going to evolve as you go through your life. And so naturally, the immediate result of that is going to be you changing your mind about a very real, visceral part of your life. And that is normal. That is what it is to be a human being is continually changing your mind. Now, as long as changing your mind is coming from a place of progress and not self-sabotage, and it's coming from a place of you making decisions for your future you, because fuck, you are just gonna keep on pivoting and keep evolving and keep changing until something feels right for a while. That's normal, that's okay. Do not get trapped by the sunk cost fallacy. Again, you have to make sure that you're separating that you're not just repeating a cycle of self-sabotage and like giving up on things the moment they're about to get good or that you don't just have low self-esteem and you think you don't deserve to see things through. Like there's a bunch of other complications to this, but fundamentally you are allowed to change your mind if in your soul you no longer feel like doing something and it is nobody else's business. You get one life you get one, one, and then you're gone forever, right? I mean, unless you're like being reincarnated, but you know, (laughs) religious beliefs aside, okay? You as you are gone. So you may as well change your mind now if that's what you feel like doing. There is no shame in it, even though the world has taught you for so long that there is. There is no shame in changing your mind. And anyone that appears to be uncomfortable about you changing your mind, I really need you to know that that is on them. That is nothing to do with you. You're allowed to change your fucking mind as often as you please. There is a fine line between changing your mind from a place of inauthenticity and changing your mind from a place of authentic truth. Because when you split from your integrity and you try to force yourself to live a life that doesn't ring true to who you are today, not yesterday, that's when you're going to start to get really unhappy, okay? So changing your mind is the least you can do, right? In order to protect your future self and to start feeling freer and a little lighter, I want you to really detach yourself from the idea that whatever money you've spent, whatever time it's cost you, okay, whatever accolades you might be missing out on, I want you to detach yourself from the idea that those things have any value to your happiness because they do not. 
The only thing that has value to your happiness is you living in your integrity and living in your truth and making choices in the now that suit you now and suit your future self. Fucking boom. Okay? Whew, it's getting a bit full on towards the end there, a bit preachy, but you know, here we are. I hope that this has been really helpful for you if you are pending making some big decisions about your life. I encourage you to make them if they feel true for you. And I encourage you to not give a fuck about anyone's opinion using the tools that I have given you in this motherfucking episode. Yes, I love to swear. I made the choice to do that a little while ago and hell, I'm going to stick to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Week.